0: So again, thank you so much for being with us today. And I'm just wondering if there are moments in your life, because there are in mine, where I read the Bible and go, I'm not doing that. Like, Like I read the commands of Jesus, what Jesus models and he teaches us to do. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I am not living that out. And that leads me to repent Repent means a change of mind that results in a change of action. I have a change of mind. The way I'm living is not like Jesus, and I'm claiming to be a Jesus follower, but I'm not practically following him that leads in a change of action to live like Jesus. Now, if you're here and you don't follow Jesus, you're probably shocked to know that Jesus followers struggle with this. No, you're not. You can laugh there. You you see the gaps probably before we do in our lives. But there are gaps in how I follow Jesus, and a few years ago, I realized one of those gaps was fasting. That clearly Jesus expects us to fast, but I was not fasting until three years ago. And so today, as we're on this journey of 21 days of prayer and fasting, this is a journey born out of repentance, out of realizing Jesus expects us to do this, and so we need to actually do it. So if this is your first time, if you're still trying to grab your mind around fasting, here's what it is that we abstain and replace, We stop doing something in order to replace that time with pursuing Jesus. Joseph, in hosting, mentioned our prayer gatherings on Tuesday night at 6.30 and Saturdays at 10. And this past Tuesday, as Zach Camp just gave the short word before we went to pray, here's a quote that Zach said. He said, fasting is taking something good and letting it go for the better. That we take something in our life that's good, but we set that aside, we let it go for 21 days because Jesus is better, and as I've began to fast for these past three years, it has been transformational. In fact, last year, so it took me two years to get this point, but last year I realized I should not just do this in January. Pfft, what a novel idea. And I began to incorporate this into my weekly rhythm as I learned, okay, I'm growing in what it means to follow Jesus. And so if you are not fasting with us, Or maybe like me, I broke fast two days ago and I was like, what am I doing? But then I received the grace of God and I confessed and repented and I'm back on it. And I realized that 20 days of fasting is better than zero days. Or if you've not started, know that any days that you might fast are better than no days of fasting. So jump on this journey with this. Give yourself grace and let's create some space with Jesus by letting go of something good for he who is better. But not only with fasting did I realize that, man, I wasn't really doing what Jesus said. I also realized that in my prayer life, that my prayer life lacked consistency, and and it wasn't very vibrant. And in fact, if I could describe it, I wouldn't use words like joy. I would use words like drudgery and duty. And so the past few years, I've been on a journey of growing in what it means to have a consistent vibrant prayer life and growing in what it means to go from duty and just slogging through some time with God, which prayer in simplest form is that we communicate with God. We listen to him and we talk to him, just slogging through that time to a place where I can enjoy being with God. So today, what I want to present is four rhythms, four rhythms that I've learned that have been transformational for me and that are helping me learn what it means to enjoy the presence of God through prayer. So, as we talk about those four rhythms today, if, if you've been here before or you're a regular, the, the talk format is going to be a little bit different because I have learned these rhythms and am continuing to learn them within the context of my prayer story, of my prayer journey. So, I simply want to share where I've been and where God's taken me. And as I speak, some of you are going to be like, well, I'm way farther along than Him. And others may think, well, I'm not quite where He's at. That's not the point. The point is not where we are, the point is, will we take the next step in prayer? And that's what we're invited to do today. And before we dive in, there's maybe one more question that you're asking, which is, why pray? And if you're asking this, I would just turn it back on you and say, well, why do you pray? Because here's what studies show. Studies show that people of all religions pray. Studies show that at times, people who don't believe in a God find themselves praying to a God they aren't even sure that they believe in. (laughs) And maybe that's been you. In fact, Tyler Staten in a book I started this week that's phenomenal called Praying Like Monks and Living Like Fools, he quotes this statistic, and this will be on the screen. He says, in an increasing post-Christian America, nearly half the population, did you get that? Half the population still admits praying daily, a number that dwarfs the nation's church attendance. See, the thing about prayer is sometimes it's almost involuntary. Like we find ourselves in a situation and we just pray. (laughs) Or maybe we're praying regularly even, but the question is, are we enjoying it? Would we say that we have a vibrant, consistent prayer life? And if not, what's the problem? And I agree with Chris Hodges. He's got a new book out called Pray First, and here's the thesis of his book. The thesis of his his book is that when it comes to prayer, the problem is not inspiration. He said this in a talk last week. He said, it's not that we need to be motivated. He said, it's that we don't know how to pray and we don't know how to make it work and how to enjoy it. And that was my story and sometimes still is. So that's where we pick up. That as I realized that I needed to pray, and I began looking at other people whom I would consider prayer warriors, I got overwhelmed really quickly because I saw all the things they did. And I'm like, how do I do all that? How do you even have time to do all that? And like, I desired to be with God and to enjoy his presence, but I did not know how to do it consistently. A shining example in my prayer life is a man named John Roy Hicks. We grew up singing in the church choir together. John Roy was much older and I was just a little kid and we sang bass together and it was awesome. But John Roy also taught me how to pray. And one of the things he taught me about prayer is just to enjoy God's presence. But the thing is, let me back up. I just watched him pray. I wasn't necessarily learning how to, but I was watching him. And, and what I concluded is that every morning, John Roy woke up, walked off his, out his back door into the woods behind his house, and God physically met him there. Like this guy dripped with the presence of God. And so I was like, he just walks out, God somehow meets him, and I don't even, how, how does that happen? How, do I need to live next to woods? Like, I'm like, how, and I just began to feel guilty, and I looked at people like John Roy and other people, and I'm like, I don't know how to do that and how to do it consistently, and maybe even worse, we get these glimpses of it. Like in college, I had a big decision to make, and I was training for a marathon, and so one Friday night, I said, God, I'm just going to run until you give me an answer. I will finish that story later, Okay. But it was a sweet time with Jesus where I enjoyed his presence, but I didn't know how to do that consistently in my daily life like people like John Roy did. So I was just struggling and would feel defeated in my prayer life. And then Jason Cox, a mentor and such a great friend, he gave me a book called Practicing the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. And what that book did is it unlocked how to live out some of the biblical commands on prayer. In fact, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18, Paul is the author, and he says, Okay, rejoice always, pray continually. Can we say that together? Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Anyway, if that's just one place in Scripture, I can sin and dismiss it. The problem is it's Paul repeats himself in Romans 12:12. 12, 12. He says, Rejoice in hope. He says, be patient in tribulation, and then uh, be constant in prayer. I'm like, how do you do this? Well, practicing the presence of God taught me how to do that, that I needed to commune with God throughout my day, to invite him into what could be mindless activities, like washing the dishes. I can wash the dishes, and I can just pray. I can fold clothes, and I can just pray. I can drive, and instead of texting, I can just pray, like... Begin to to learn these things about how to practice his presence. And so what did I do? I began to just do that all the time. And I didn't spend this set time with God, which, which raises a question. This is a question that came up in my prayer journey is, do we need to have a set time of prayer with God, or do we need to just spend time with him throughout our day? And here's the error I made. I answered it by saying, this is an either or question. I'm just gonna spend time with him throughout my day and invite him into it. But what I began to understand is without the set prayer time, I was not in a mindset of prayer, so therefore I wouldn't pray much throughout my day. Are you following me? And so what God showed me and I had to repent from is this is not an either or question, it is a both and. So our first prayer rhythm that, that I wanna share with you that I've discovered is that we enjoy a set prayer time, and we practice his presence. That this is not an either or, it is a both and. So we need a set prayer time. And, and here's what I begin to understand. This is the biblical rhythm of prayer. In fact, in Luke chapter five, verse 16, it says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. In other words, Jesus would create space and have set times to pray. And if I'm a Jesus follower, I should do what Jesus does, right? That means I need to have set times to pray. And in the same Bible, in the New Testament, pray continually, pray without ceasing, pray all the time, Romans 12, 12, and 1 Thessalonians five seventeen. So it's not an either or, this is a both and. And as soon as I begin to think about a set prayer time. Here's what happened to me: legalism crept in. Because some of you are asking this question: "All right, how long it's going to be?" Just shoot me straight, man. All right, I'll set a timer. I'll pray. God will be happy. No, no, no. It is not like that at all. It is not about a set time or a, a specific amount of time. That leads to legalism. It's actually going to fluctuate because we live in the real world. And some days it might be two or three minutes, and some days it might be five, and some fifteen, and some an hour. But the point is that we do it. Now, I would say that I think it's extremely beneficial to start our day with a set prayer time, even if it's short. Why? Because psychological studies show that whatever we focus on first sets the tone for our day. And so often, the first thing we focus on is craziness. It's our phone. It's work. It's all these things that put us in a tailspin, and we got to do all this stuff. Well, what if instead we just began our day by looking up, which is the title of the series. So said, I'm gonna start my day and I'm just gonna look up. Before I even consider the adversity I'm gonna walk into, I wanna set my eyes on the King of Kings who reigns unrivaled in the universe and I'm just gonna spend some time focusing on him, not on all of this. That would set the tone for our days, wouldn't it? So for me, I love to just stretch and pray. Just take a few minutes at the beginning of my day and just stretch and pray. But as we think about this set time, Please notice that I said in joy a set time. Like God wants us to have joy in His presence. This isn't a drudgery. So I would ask this what do you like? Is it hiking or biking? Not everything will rhyme, I promise. Maybe it is washing dishes, and that's some space you have where it's just quiet. Maybe it's folding the laundry. Maybe it's going for a walk. John Ogle, one of our prayer uh, team leaders, he loves to prayer walk. I like to prayer walk. I love to run. Like, what is it that you enjoy doing? And invite Jesus into that, and let that be your set time. Because here's what I've learned from being a dad. I've learned that my boys are boys, they want to be in my presence, and I want to be in their presence, And it doesn't really matter what we're doing. I just love when we are together and guess what Jesus taught us to call God? Our father. That he is our father and come on, he wants to be with us. He wants to spend time with us. He has joy when we are with him and he wants us to enjoy being with him too. Now is every day just gonna be joy? No, but we can move away from a trajectory of drudgery and to a path of joy. Invite him in to something That you like and spend that time with Jesus and practice his presence before you walk into a meeting that you know is going to be tense Jesus please help me to live Romans 12 in here before you speak in that meeting oh Jesus help me I got to pray more you know what? whatever it is but what if we just practice his presence something that I learned from Jason and brother Lawrence is this idea of shotgun prayers we just get the shotgun out fire it off we're just going throughout our day, Pff, I'm going to fire off a prayer. But we can do that, but you know what fuels shotgun prayers? A set prayer time. That we're in a prayer mindset, and it leads us to practice his presence. In fact, on Friday, I had this thought. I was like, okay, I finished my prayer time. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, <clears throat> no, it's not audible. This is just how it plays in my head. And For some reason, he seems to call me Bozo a lot, but I don't know if that's just me or <laughs> really the Holy Spirit, but he's like, <clears throat> Bozo, um, So are you just limiting me to a slot in your schedule now? Oh, that's not good. More repentance. If you don't like to repent, don't pray, okay? More repentance. And, and here's what I wrote in my journal right after that. I wrote this I don't finish my prayer time, but I move out of a set time into an abiding mindset. So, what I do is I work with my father, I study with my father, I play with our boys with my father, etc. I abide and live in his presence. That is a biblical prayer rhythm that we enjoy a set prayer time and we practice his presence. Now, that's the, the win. The rest of these are gonna be how. And we're gonna take some time just to actually pray. So for these next three rhythms, I'm gonna teach you on prayer for a minute and then we're actually gonna pray. And you're like, well, why are we gonna do that? Because part of being a public church is we blur the line between what happens on and off our campus. So if we can pray in the 1115, we should be able to go home and pray on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. So I'm just trying to give you tools so you can go home and you can enjoy the presence of God. And so that's what we're gonna do. So to help us, Spencer's gonna come on up before we even talk about these rhythms. We mentioned Spencer earlier. And part of Spencer's job today is he's gonna help create an atmosphere of prayer. He's gonna play some music behind because we need to think about atmosphere when we think about praying. Do you like to be outside? Then get outside and pray. If you like soft piano music, you can hire Spencer for a very high fee. <laughs> there are monthly subscriptions available. Okay, maybe not, but you can make a little playlist on Spotify or some of the apps we're going to be mentioning. They actually have music that you can just play as you pray. And in just a moment, when we pray, I just want to encourage you, if you need to go to the prayer corner, if you need to kind of, I know it's tight, but kind of squeeze on your knees, if you need to stand up, do that. Lobby crew, you have an advantage because you can spread out more. But do what you need to do to pray because we're just practicing. When we get home, that's game day. But we want to get some reps at prayer this morning. So as I was going through my prayer journey and learning what it means to practice the presence of God and enjoy a set prayer time, when I started thinking about a set prayer time, I went to legalism. I watched this person, like, I got to do all that. And I watched this person, and I got to do all this. And man, I got overwhelmed so quickly, and I felt defeated because I felt like I could never do all the things that all these prayer warriors were doing. And I, when I started meeting with my counselor, Dr. Walmack, I talked to him about it. And he pointed me back to enjoying his presence. He said, man, Find freedom in prayer. You should just enjoy being with your father. And that was great advice, but I'm a professional overcorrector. Like, I feel like I have a degree in it. So, for my set prayer time, I just threw out all structure. Boom, it's all gone. I'm just going to enjoy his presence and just sit here with him. And that's good. But I actually need structure because I would get so distracted. Now, let's stay there for just a minute. We need to embrace distractions as we pray, we're going to get distracted. In fact, Thomas Keaton says that if in 20 minutes of prayer we get distracted 10,000 times, that's 10,000 opportunities to reconnect. Know this, every distraction is a moment of reconnection. Feel the grace there. We're going to get distracted, but we can limit that distraction through some structure. And we can do structure without legalism. So the first, the second prayer rhythm is, I begin to pray scripture. That's what the Holy Spirit led me to do. Look, if you don't know what to pray, just pray God's word because God loves it. We pray his word back to him. In fact, in a little bit, we're gonna pray John six forty four. And you know what John six forty four says? Jesus tells us that the Father draws people to the Son, to Jesus. So when I'm praying for people I love who God misses and who don't have a relationship with God, you know what I do? I say, Father, Jesus told us that you will draw them to Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, what'd you do? And I'm calling you on your promises, Father. And he loves that. So if you don't know what to pray, pray his word. And so that's what we're gonna do right now. See, the first resource that you can go home and do is on our public church app, it's pray through the Bible. Every single week, you get a Bible verse and a prayer. And so it's week 20. It's gonna be on the screen. Just read through that Bible verse. And then you can literally just read the prayer. So let's go ahead. Let, let's, let's pray. Let's get some reps. So here's the scripture. can all go home and do that and then i would just challenge you find a passage of scripture and just start praying it all the time for about four years i've been praying ephesians 3 14 through 21 and i'm gonna lead us through this so keep in mind this is four years of praying this but there's something about the liturgical impact of just praying a scripture over and over again there's fresh insights there's depth that you discover just by praying and this scripture leads me to pray for other people and in other ways that I need to. So it's gonna be on the screen. Do not listen to me. I'm gonna be praying, but just pray. And if you don't know what to do, just literally read this scripture. So it is for this reason that I kneel before you, Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name from you. You are the creator. You are the sustainer of everything, Jesus. So I pray that out of your glorious riches that you would grant us pause. Take a moment and pray for the us in your life. Pray for your family. Pray for your friends. Pray for people who don't know Jesus. Just pray for the us in your life. God, we just pray that you would strengthen us with power through your spirit in our inner being so that you, Jesus, may dwell in our hearts through faith. For for some of those people we prayed for, that you would move in for the first time, Jesus, and for the rest of us, that you would just redesign our hearts and make it the way you want it to be, make our hearts look like you. And I pray that we being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people pause it's at this point that I pray for the nations because all the Lord's holy people reminds me that it's bigger than us it's bigger than Cleveland so there's going to be some global partners on the screen even if you don't know who these people are or what they do you can just read this and lift them up to pray let's have a global mindset and pray for the nations We pray for the nations and then we continue with this scripture. For your holy people, that we would grasp how wide and long and high and deep your love is, that we would know your love that just surpasses knowledge, that we may be filled, filled to the measure of all the fullness of you. Jesus, I pray that when I sneeze, you would come out. I pray that when I breathe, you would come out. I pray that when there's tension, you would come out. Fill me so much with you that you just have to come out, Jesus. And now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we ask or imagine, pause. Could you pray some crazy prayers? Could you pray some immeasurably more prayers? Go ahead and just offer those up to Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we just pray that you would save people that we're not even sure if they can be saved and forgive us for our lack of faith in that. Jesus, I pray that you would tear down strongholds of anxiety and depression, that you would just restore families where it looks like restoration isn't even possible, that you would reignite marriages that look like they're heading for divorce, and that you would just move those back to strong marriages centered on you, Jesus. I pray for our kids that you would just meet them wherever they are and that they would know you and that they would internalize their faith and they would. Would experience you and be changed by those experiences As the world puts arguments against you that they would find that they are intellectually satisfied with you jesus we pray for the beyond project that there would be a building out there where people are impacted and lives and families are changed god this is immeasurably more sometimes than we can even imagine but you can do it and just do more than that exceed what we even know to pray jesus all according to your power, your resurrection power that overcame the grave, and to you be glory, Father. It's all about you, to you be glory in the church and in every generation, from the smallest baby to the wisest person, in every generation, forever and ever. Amen. You know, we just prayed scripture that. Paul, an early church planner, wrote over two thousand years ago. Come on, we just prayed something that people have been praying for two thousand years. There's so much power we pray Scripture. As I learned to do that, I still realize there's there's something else I'm still missing. I need a little bit more structure in my prayer time. And so, this past summer, we had the privilege of going to Grow Conference with Church of the Highlands, and they gave us some models to pray. And so, here's the. Prayer rhythm number three, it's models and liturgy. Yes, we're gonna get distracted, but we can limit that distraction by some models that guide us in how to pray by liturgy, where we can pray prayers that other people have written and that can lead us to pray our own prayers. And so one of those models we wanna give you today is Lectio 365. Tristan's right over here. He's a great friend of mine. He's in our community group. And Tristan said this has been transformational for him. It just leads him to get in the word, and pray because those are connected and to do that in the morning and to do that at night to set the tone for his day with jesus and to end his day with jesus and you can get on here and it just leads you through what to read in the bible and, and how to pray and how to really meditate on his word we could all take this app and go home and grow in prayer by doing it and then also we're talking a lot about the pray first app that is from church of the highlands because it has models that teach us how to pray in fact we're going to pray the lord's prayer but if you were at home and i know you can't quite you may not be able to see this but it says guided you could touch that guided button and it's got music not spencer not quite as good but still music and it just leads you to pray so we're going to take some time and i'm just going to lead us to pray as jesus taught us to pray in this model called the Lord's Prayer. So whatever you need to do, whatever posture you need, we're just going to start and we're just going to connect with God relationally because He is our Father in heaven. Now we're just going to worship his name because hallowed be your name. Just worship him right now. Now we're gonna pray his agenda first. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I'm gonna lead us through this part because if we're gonna pray for his kingdom to come, we've gotta pray that those whom God misses would have a relationship with God. And that is possible because Jesus died and he rose again. So there's gonna be some scripture or some prayers on the screen. And I just wanna invite you to pray these with me. Let's cry out for people whom God misses. If you need to pray aloud, pray aloud with me. But let's go before the Father. Father, you tell us, or Jesus tells us in John six forty four that you do draw people to your son, Jesus. So Father, these people that we love, that you died for, would you, Father, draw them to Jesus, please? And Jesus, would you bind the spirit that blinds Because that spirit is real, but you are more powerful. We speak the name of Jesus over blindness. We pray that you would bind that spirit. And in his place, that you would loose the spirit of adoption. You'd help us understand that you want to be our dad. That you are love. And if we're looking for love, we need to turn to relationship with you. I pray for positive encounters with Jesus followers. That you would wake us up and help us realize that when you put somebody in our life, it may feel spontaneous, but it is the Holy Spirit's intentionality. And that we would take the time to engage them and love them and point them to you. And that our friends who don't know you, they would have positive encounters with Jesus' followers. And Jesus, would you just release the spirit of wisdom and of revelation even now through this podcast, through this video stream, through being in the room, through being in the lobby, would you literally give people eyes, spiritual eyes in their minds and hearts to see you and see your holiness and see your glory and follow you, Jesus, you can do it. And then we pray that we depend on him for everything. And this is back to you, some space for you that we just ask him to give us this day our daily bread. Let's forgive and be forgiven. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Just ask. If there's anybody that you need to forgive, ask him for forgiveness. To lead us through these next two aloud we're going to engage in spiritual warfare do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one name the strongholds in your life and speak the name of Jesus over it name those Jesus we just we name that there are so many strongholds and there are addictions in this room and God we are walking through life and sometimes we feel like we are held back but God you can break those chains would you break those chains this morning Jesus Would you give us the power to know that when there is temptation, you make a way of escape and help us to choose the way of escape. I pray for freedom. I pray for protection from the attacks of the enemy because you're greater than the enemy. I pray against the spirit of fear because perfect love casts out fear and you are perfect love, Jesus. And then finally, and I'm gonna pray this one too, let's express our faith in God's ability for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Jesus, here's what we know if you said it then it's going to happen because you said it and we believe it you said it and it is done and we're going to sing that later but we claim that right now Jesus that we trust you we believe you because you said you were going to conquer death and then you did it and so we trust you in these prayers that seem crazy and that are measurably more you made the universe so you can do anything and we just put our trust and our faith in you Jesus and it's your name we pray amen We just let these models or liturgy guide us. And the final, number four, the fourth prayer rhythm is that we just create white space. This is a concept from Juliet Font in a book she wrote, A Minute to Think. This is the reality is our lives are filled with white noise. Let's replace white noise with white space. Let's practice silence, which is going to be uncomfortable. But that's where God can do his work and restore and heal us. I, I love Practice this rhythm by running. No podcasts, no AirPods, get it all out. I just want to be with Jesus and move and just run and just spend time with Him. And that's some white space for me. But here's the thing when we're thinking about creating white space. Here's what I've learned is that I sometimes create white space because I want a word. But what if we created white space because we wanted the word? See, Jesus, He is the word. And so often I create this white space. I'm like, all right, God, give me an answer. I'm fasting. Give me an answer. I'm silent. Give me an answer. And that was my mindset in college when I went on that run that night. I said, God, I am going to run until you give me an answer. And 15 miles later, I stop without an answer. (laughs) You know what God gave me? Isaiah 42, 8, where he says, I am the Lord. That is my name. And I will not share my glory with anyone else, nor my praise with carved idols. And what I learned that night that is cemented in my memory is that we want answers, but God wants us. And if we seek him, the answers take care of themselves. So I'm on a journey filled with mixed motives where a lot of times I'm like, I want a word and God is changing me and working in me to say, no, actually more than a word, I want the word. I want the presence of God. So Spencer is actually not going to play at all for this. He's just going to be silent. Let's just give God a few moments of silence. amen public worship is going to come up and he's going to be think of what we just did in creating that white space we may be scared of it we need to keep in mind that when we give Jesus space he loves to give us himself our souls are designed for that so you may be thinking like okay what do I do we've talked about rhythms of prayer a lot of different ways to pray so go home and pray do something do one of these I I speak against the spirit of being overwhelmed right now of anybody that may feel like I gotta go do all this no no God just wants you use one of these rhythms and just go be with him today and tomorrow and the next day because he loves you and he wants us to enjoy his presence and if you're here and you don't follow Jesus what might have happened is we created space you might have just been introduced to Jesus And if you're wondering what's going on inside of me and what am I feeling, man, go to the prayer corner. We'd love to process with you. And today, if you realize that I want to follow Jesus because know that all of this access to God we get, you know why we have this kind of access to God? It's because Jesus died and rose again. It's because Jesus paid the penalty for all of our sins so that we could be cleansed and approach the holiness of God and commune with our Father. So if you... never followed jesus then you can talk to him about that you can go to the prayer corner with any questions if you're online you can email prayer at publicchurch.com we'd love to have that conversation with you before we sing just give jesus some more space i'll i'll end with the next part of my story and it's a story that's still being written the turning point came this past august i was doing 21 days of prayer with highlands which we're streaming that on saturdays if you want to come see What that's about and it was a thursday morning i was in front of stewart school because i live close to there and i was running and had this thought god i could have gotten an hour's worth of work done but i'd rather be with you i'm enjoying your presence more than accomplishment and then immediately i had to repent because usually i would choose the achievement over his presence and i am still a bag of mixed motives But God is doing a work in me where I am being transformed from seeing prayer as duty, from seeing prayer as something else to accomplish, from even wanting to accomplish things more than wanting to be with Him. He is transforming me to a place where I can enjoy being in the presence of my Father. And so on that run, I had to re-surrender. And that's what we're offered to do today is that we would re-surrender and spend time with him. Oh, Jesus, we're going to give you some space. Oh, would you fill up with your presence?